Tactic number three would be offer free gifts and bonuses. I've never sold anything that didn't sell better after offering some kind of free bonuses and gifts. Let's face it, we're all greedy. We all want a good deal. And free, F-R-E-E, is the most powerful word in the English language. Does it start then right from the very, very beginning? Even if you're offering a $10 ebook, you still add Absolutely. Some yes. sort of bonus. What I like to do is I want to build up the value to about five to ten times the cost of okay. the investment. So if you're selling something for ten bucks, if you can build up the value to fifty bucks, you'll definitely make the sales process just much easier. Recently, I just purchased a marketing home study course from a marketer. I get all these marketing pieces all the time, and I have more marketing books than I can study. But I get this marketing piece from this particular marketer, and it's a good piece. It's one hell of a piece. I look at it, okay, it's kind of good. I'm intrigued and pretty good. And then, okay, but if you order right now, you get this bonus, and this bonus, and this bonus. Now, the package is only 300 bucks. But I get about $3,000 worth of stuff. Guess what I do next? Faxing the order form. Comes the credit card. Yeah, here comes my credit card, right? I'm a marketer myself, but I fall for this kind of stuff. So what really clinched the whole deal was the fact, not necessarily the actual product, but the fact that you're getting you got so much value and so much extra added bits and bytes, it just puts you right over the limit. It's, okay, well, I've got to have it simply because I get all this free stuff. And let me ask you, Terry, do you care if they buy because of the bonus or because of the main product? No, of course not. Sale is just a sale. If they want bonuses, just give me your credit card number, whatever you want. People buy different things for different reasons. Going back to the example, the reason I buy the package is because one of the bonuses is about 200-page thick web file that the marketer has used. That's the only thing I want. I just want to get their bonuses. And that guy is so smart. He's saying you can only get the bonuses from this particular offer. So you cannot buy separately, and you cannot buy in the future. You have to buy with this particular offer. Yeah, but it's always that uncertainty because it's possible that the person is telling the truth. Yeah, it's the sense of urgency. You have to have sense of urgency in your marketing, in your sales pitch. People procrastinate. We all procrastinate. You have to have something to entice them. This is what our listeners should do. Look at your marketing piece. Does it answer the question, what's in it for me? Does it answer the question, what's new? Does it answer the question, why are you bugging me? Does it answer the question, why should I act right now? And last question is, why should I even believe what you say? If your marketing piece handles objections, you got a pretty good piece there. Number four, use testimonials in your promotion. What other people say about you is infinitely more powerful than what you can say about yourself. How detailed do you get? I've seen some testimonials that are just a first name and a city type thing, or do you actually say, Terry Alford, Ashim, Norway, phone number? You want to get as detailed as possible, and here's why. If you only have, let's say, a testimonial with just the initial, TT, that's it. Your prospect might be thinking, this guy just make up a testimonial. But if you have a phone name, the company name, or even the address, even the email, even the website. You see the difference? It's yeah. a huge difference. You want to have as detailed as possible. You can never have too many testimonials. Let me give you an example. I think recently, I stumbled across the website. They're selling weight loss products and stuff, how to lose weight, how to look good, all that stuff. This particular website 
they show you before and after pictures. You look at it, you don't believe it if you don't have one or two. You don't believe it if they have ten. Now they have 125. That's pretty damn hard not to believe that. Now on a website, you don't have to show it all on one page. There's a marketer, very famous internet marketer, Marlon Sanders. He's selling an ebook called Amazing Formula. Now what Marlon did is he showed about, I think, ten testimonials on his website. But he has a hundred pages of testimonials that you can click if you want to read it. Nobody will read the hundred pages of testimonials, at least I won't. But when you look at it, this guy's got a hundred pages of testimonials for his ebook. It's gotta be good. It is a good book, I'm not saying it's a great book. Some people don't even collect them, it's ridiculous. Some people don't even collect them. How would you go about collecting them? Here's what you do. Whenever you go the extra mile, whenever you just perform your product and services or whatever, just ask them. Say someone sends me an email and stuff and say, well, Dan, I enjoy your newsletter, I enjoy your products, I like your stuff, blah, 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 blah. And I just say, well, thank you. Do you mind you write me a testimonial so I can put this on my website? And very often they say, sure, because they're happy at that moment. You want to get them while they're hot. If I go back and ask them in three, four months, they're not as eager. They're right. not as hot. So you want to get them when you go the extra mile or when you just sell them, the, when you just made a sale, then ask for the testimonial. So you and you want your testimonial to be specific, by the way. Instead of saying, Terry is the great guy, using Terry's techniques and the benefits of his membership site, I have made... $5,931.32 in 27 days. So using testimonials, that's tactic number four. Tactic number five would be offer a money-back guarantee. If currently you don't have a money-back guarantee for your product or services, I urge you to test it. I almost guarantee you, you'll find your sales will dramatically improve. The biggest problem is people are very skeptical nowadays. I mean, we've all been burned so many times. For example, for my package, it's called Million Dollar Covering Secrets. For that particular package, I offer a one-year money-back guarantee plus a hundred bucks out of my pocket guarantee. That means they can order the package, take one year, not 30 days, not 60 days, one year to decide if they want to keep it. And if they don't like it, they'll think it's at least worth 10 times what they pay. I'll personally we fund their money, plus I'll pay them a hundred bucks out of my pocket just to say thank you for giving it a try. That tells you a lot about how much confidence I have for what I sell. So the question for our listeners is, how much confidence do you have for what you sell? Can you offer a 30-day money-back guarantee? Can you offer a 90-day money-back guarantee? How about a lifetime money-back guarantee? Now, all these guarantees better be unconditional. Forget about those conditional guarantees, this crap. Or even maybe a better-than-risk-free guarantee. So if they don't like it, they can refund it and they can still keep the bonuses, that kind of stuff. You might be thinking, or our listeners might be thinking, well, then what, what if people take advantage of me and rip me off? That was my next question. What percentage of people do you actually get taking up in the offer? Say, no, I want my 100 bucks. So far, I've never had any. And how and many you know, packages have you sold? So far, about 80 of them. Do you know why there isn't any refund? No. Because when they get the package, I throw in a couple of other secret bonuses just to surprise the heck up. So they don't actually know they're going to get it before no. they get the package. There is a huge box. 
with like 19 tapes and two huge binders. So when they open the box, it's like, woo Christmas. Right? It's a big package. They're getting a ton of stuff. But when they just dig through the package, oh, I get this too, and I get this, and I get this, and then they get a letter from me, it's always price bonuses. So it's a very serious over-delivering. Oh, way over-deliver. Unless somebody just wanted to take advantage of you and get 100 bucks. And you know what? I know it will happen. Let's say I'm selling an item for 50 bucks, and I offer a money-back guarantee. Let's say because of the money-back guarantee, 100 additional people order from me, 5,000 bucks. Now, let's say five people refund my stuff, and I lose 250 bucks. Now, would you spend an additional 250 bucks to get $5,000 in extra in sales? Exactly. Again, and another no-brainer. It's all math. I mean, I sell 80 package. Because the package I sell for 797 is a high-end package. If I only offer 90-day money-back guarantee, I doubt that many people would buy from me, seriously. Because 90-day, people kind of, I don't know, 90-day is this good, it's 800 bucks. Even in my sales copy, I said, even you refund it, you send it back to me on the 364th day, I'll still refund your money. The guarantee is actually the clincher that's really pulling in the sales. Yeah. And if you read the sales letter, you'll see I spend about 10 paragraphs in the guarantee. Just on the guarantee. You want oh, wow. to really elaborate on it. Like I said, you want to be very specific. Do not say satisfaction guarantee. Whenever I hear that, I just want to choke the guy. What the heck is satisfaction guarantee? How do I know I'm satisfied? It's just an example. $5,000 in your pocket within the 90 days or out, you can refund the package. You want to yep. be very specific. Or maybe you can promise, let's say your website is teaching people how to start an internet business or something like that. You say, okay, here's the guarantee. I'll guarantee you within 30 days you'll get your website, you'll get your merchant account, everything up and running step by step. We do it all for you. If not, I'll give you your money back. So you want to be specific. Elaborate on it. Expand on it. You want one more? Yes, please. Raise your price. Most people tend to wait too long to raise their price. When I first started writing sales letters and asked for people, my charge was like two grand at that time per sales letters, which is very low. And then what happened is, Another copywriting friend of mine said, Dan, you're charging too low. Let's double your price. I doubled my price to $4,000 per letter. Didn't affect anything. Guess what happened to my margin? I just increased my profits by 50%. I didn't get any new customers, didn't do nothing. Just double the price. What entitles you to raise the price is to provide the value. Let's say I write you a letter, Terry. At that time, you pay me two grand or four grand or whatever. Okay. If the letter makes you 50 grand, do you really care if you pay me two or four? What's the difference? Some clients even tell me, I've been waiting for you to raise the price. I think you should raise the price. So just raise the price and bottom line is test it. See what happens. Say if you're getting 100 sales a month, if you raise the price, you get less sales but more profit. You do the math. It's not quantities, it's all numbers as to how much money you make. So if so you're doing less work and making more money, that's... Yeah, that's I mean, if you sell less package and make more money, go ahead. That's kind of neat because you've also kind of touched on something now because we talked about your quick turn marketing website. Now, you've also mentioned great copywriters website. Mm -hmm. Have you developed multiple streams of income then? Absolutely not. Very often when I consult with a client, I'll ask, what do you do currently to market your company? And they'll say stuff like, oh, then we are running this full-page ad in this newspaper, or 
we are doing this wonderful direct mail campaign or we're doing a lot of broadcast facts. Years ago, we would see a lot of faxing before faxing became illegal in the state. It's oh, illegal in Canada. You cannot fax ads in the states anymore. Yeah, you cannot fax. It's like a spam, right? Right. Okay. Spam people. But Canada is still legal, my friend. In fact, I'm doing a fax campaign next week. So faxing is a really good example. I know a lot of entrepreneurs in the state who really depend on faxing. That's the only marketing media that drives their business. When faxing became illegal, they could no longer market through that medium. They're screwed. So multiple streams of revenue. You should develop multiple streams of revenue in your business, or you should have multiple means of generating revenue. That could be you have multiple businesses. That could mean you have multiple mediums of generating business. That could also mean you have multiple products. We talked about in different price points. That could also mean you have the same product, but you sell it to multiple niche markets. The bottom line, the key here is don't put all your eggs in one basket. For a lot of internet marketers who currently do their business primarily on the web, think about it. If your business is 100% dependent on emails. Just knock on what if one day the government just goes crazy and they say, "Oh, no more email. Yep. You cannot email anymore." Period. So what the heck are you going to do? And then your business is dead. It's dead. It's dangerous. You only market through just only one medium. You need to have a plan B. But if you're an internet marketer and you also get your list together, you capture their names plus their physical addresses. That's what I do. Okay. If anything happens to my computer. Knock on wood, I'm still fine. I still have my customers with me. Take away everything I have. Just leave me with my knowledge, experience, and my customer base. I can make it back within 90 days. So, try to develop multiple streams of revenue in your business, and try to have multiple means of generating revenue. So then, a good example of an internet business is exactly what you said. You could have physically just one product. Yeah. But as long as you're marketing through email, through joint ventures, through calling people, through faxing people, through yeah. you know, sending postcards, that would be. Uh, Let's say you're doing all these stuff. Any of your medium, if anything screw up, knock on wood, you're still okay. Right. Because you have five or six ways of generating business. Let's say if you only use postcard marketing or yeah. whatever, if anything happens, then okay, all I can do. That's why you need to have. You need to do everything. In fact, so far, personally, what I've found is the best way to generate traffic for a website is through offline marketing, not online marketing. Oh, really? Which method of offline marketing are you using? For websites and stuff, a lot of people they do search engines, and a lot of my friends they spend a ton of time on search engines and they try to get on top ranking and stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, I do all that stuff myself. All the offline stuff everybody does, I do it. But what I also do is I speak. To different associations to promote my services, my stuff. Guess what? Let's say when I speak to a hundred people, these are all qualified prospects. And guess what? I'll do. I don't just speak and go home. No, 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 no. I don't do that. What I do is I give them a free gift. Sometimes I give them a free trial offer of one of my tip of the month program, Wizard Talk. So what I do is I say I'll give you three months for free. Guess what? They have to give me their name. Email and address. That's a hundred qualified prospects right there. 
how long it take you to generate 100 qualified prospects exactly. on the internet. Unless you're one of the big gurus, it's tough. Through speaking, I'm also testing running ads in magazines. I'm doing, like I said, broadcast facts. I do a little bit of direct mail, and I also do a lot of joint ventures offline through direct mail for one of my products and then plug my websites as well. Think of it this way. The more ways you have to generate traffic for your website to drive people to your website, the better. You just mentioned something there about magazine ads. How do you go about creating an effective magazine ad? Because there's so many magazines, there's so many ads in each magazine. How do you make yours stand out? Let's turn the question around. Okay. okay. Let me ask you, Terry. Do you read magazines? Yeah. What's your hobby? What kind of magazines do you read? I'm very much into computers, online okay. business, online and marketing. Business. Yeah. Okay, so business opportunity magazines, yeah. or computer magazines, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, when you buy a magazine, what do you read? I'll usually look through the headlines, and if the headlines are interesting on the front cover, then I'll buy the magazine. What kind of stuff do you read? Articles, right? Yeah. Do you sometimes look for ads and stuff? Because I'm in marketing, if something catches my eye, then I'll read it. Okay, yeah. good. But most people, they mainly buy the magazine because of the article. So when you create an ad, guess what you want to do? Make it look like an article. Don't use fancy graphics and colorful pictures. But some magazines, they have regulations and rules. You cannot make it. But make it as close as you can. Use the same font, same size, everything the same. Pretty much you want to confuse the readers. This is one of the articles. The yeah. magazine is endorsing this stuff. The magazine is writing kind of like a rave review about this guy or this product or this service. And then at the end, then you have your little plug. Whether you can have a coupon, you can ask them to call you or go to your website, whatever. That's how you want to do it. Unless you're selling a very low ticket item, like a book, uh, 10 bucks, 20 bucks and stuff, then you can try to make a direct sale through like a full page or half a page. Yeah. But magazines and stuff, the most effective way to use them is to generate leads. So you have a free report or something like that. So you don't physically try and sell? No, you're expecting people to read your ad your ad cash attention, get them all motivated and excited and pick up the phone and call you and give you money through one step. That's right. tough. But if you do it the other way, just get them. I have this free report. If you're interested, call this 24-hour record message and we'll send it to you for free. So all you're looking for is people to raise their hand and say, yes, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. Then you can keep marketing them. And then you sell them after. Exactly. By the way, one more tip for this. If you're going to give out a phone number, people don't like to call salespeople. If you can, offer a 24-hour recorded message. So it's a very non-threatening. Yeah, so they don't feel like I'm going to call and then I'm going to get pitched. People don't like that. They know they can call a recorded message, leave the address. Be a little romantic, my friend. Take it slow and get the address, sending them stuff and send them offers. You've said you're not a creative person. The majority of your ads and your sales copy, does it come from... Your swipe files, or where does it come from? What I do, and I won't recommend what I do for listeners because I've been doing this for so long. I kind of have like a web file in my own head. To answer your question, I would say sometimes I create from scratch. Sometimes if an industry that I have already written for, I'll just dig through my web file to see what I have in story. But that's me. Most of our listeners, they are not professional copywriters. I don't recommend them to be professional copywriters because I can tell you it's tough as hell to be a professional copywriter. It's one of the highest paid 
professions in the world, but it's also one of the toughest. It's like public speaking. Terry, for our listeners, they don't have to be that good. They don't have to be as good as I am. They don't have to be as good as other good copywriters. What happens for most people, they just have to be a little bit better because 99% of the advertisement in the industry sucks. They have no benefits, no headlines, nothing. Just the logo and company and all that crap. Instead of saying, in the kingdom of the blind, the man with one eye is king. Just create average copy and they will do extremely well. I would highly recommend them to build, like I said, a web file, buy stuff from the mail, get on the mailing list, and even buy a bunch of magazines. All the magazines, entrepreneur, all the magazines that have a lot of direct response ads. I mean, they have a lot of free report offers and stuff, what we just talked about. We respond to all of them because a lot of them are free. Sometimes they ask you to pay the stamps and all that stuff. Pay them, two bucks, three bucks, whatever. You get a bunch of stuff. What our listeners want to do is whenever they want to create an ad or whatever, let's say they are selling to the weight loss industry, but they can take ads from bodybuilding or other industries. Just take the essence, take the concept, tweak it a bit and just apply it. You apply a concept from another industry to bring yourself to life. Yeah. When you do that, for example, if you're going to take a bodybuilding direct mail piece or a bodybuilding ad, we convert it into a weight loss ad. Yeah. Then we need to test it and see if it works in our industry, in the weight loss industry. Absolutely. Once we run that ad, we get some decent response. What would be the first thing that you would change or to try and test? Because when you're testing, you only change one thing at a time, right? Yes, correct. If you can give us just a list, the first, second, third things okay. to test. That's a good question because you must test, but what the hell are you supposed to test? The first thing you want to test, I would say, is the mailing list or the emailing list for magazine would be the publication. First thing you want to test is try to mail to a different group of people because you want to ask yourself, are you selling to a group of prospects or suspects? There's a huge difference between the two. Suspects okay. are people who you think want your stuff. Prospects are people who actually want your stuff and who's got the money to pay for them now. So you got to do your homework, you got to talk to them and get to know your prospects and stuff. So that's the first thing I would test, the mailing list or the emailing list if you're doing internet marketing. Okay, so we take one ad, we send it out to a weight yeah. loss easing. We send yeah. the same yeah, ad, easy. a weight loss easing, yeah, but a different one. Yeah. Okay. That's the first thing. Is The second thing you should test is your envelope for direct mail for internet it would be guess what your subject line it's all the same concept are you getting people to open your mail or open your email and for direct mail you can test plain envelope versus teaser copy and the subject line talked about then only after you test the list after the envelope then I would test the copy I would tweak the copy here's why it doesn't matter how good your copy is if you're mailing to the wrong people or your prospects, if they're not reading them, what's the point of tweaking the sales pitch? This doesn't help at all. So you want to test it. Yeah, I can tell even a world-class copy mailing to the wrong people won't get any response. Average copy mailed to good prospects will get some response. The next I would test is the offer. Can you make the offer more irresistible? Can you add some bonuses, what we talked about? Can you offer a stronger guarantee? We're talking about all these stuff before you change a single word in the copy. 
So mailing list, envelope, or subject line, and then you test the offer. Then only then you test all those three. Then you test the headline. Then you change the headline. Try different combinations. The next thing you should test is your opening paragraph, your first paragraph, and then your order form. You won't believe how many people they click. They're looking at your order form, but if your order form sucks, it's not compelling enough. So what kind of things can I put on an order form then that's really going to clinch it? The most powerful elements from your copy. This is your headline promise, how they drop any attackers in 10 seconds with one finger. So the order form will kind of just restate that. Yes, Terry, I want to discover the secrets on how to drop any attackers in 10 seconds with one finger. You want to make the order form is like they're talking to themselves. Yes, I want this. Oh, by the way, because of your guarantee, it makes me feel really safe to order that kind of stuff. Big time. It's like they're talking to themselves. Plus, because I'm ordering right now, I know I will get these bonuses and blah, 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 blah. Thank you very much. I'm clicking the order button now. You want to give direct command. You don't want to be wishy-washy. So you test the order form, then you can test your PS, then you can test your price, then you can test sub-headlines and bullets and all this stuff. I would say test the big component first, the mailing list, the envelope, the offer, the headline, before you get into the small stuff. If you have a good copy, it's pulling some sales. If you're mailing to a different group of prospects who are more qualified, you'll get a lot more sales. Because tweaking the copy is not worth If you don't mind, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Okay. We've gone through a whole list of things that should be tested. Can you go to www.com? thebusinessprofessional.com Let me go there right now. I'm there. That's the site I've created. What's wrong with it? It's in the process of being tested. And how many visitors you're getting? What's your conversion rate? Out of how many people, how many people buy from you? It's less than 1% right now, actually. Funny thing, on the internet, 1% is pretty good. First of all, Terry, sorry to hurt your feelings, but this copy sucks. It stinks. It's horrible. Let's start at the beginning. Succeed online following in the footsteps of the masters. First of all, the headline, what's in it for me? You need to answer the question. Was well, to succeed online is too big. Discover the amazing secrets of the smartest and savviest internet marketers in the world. Something. Here's the thing. People don't want to work. People don't like to learn. People don't want to work. People want a magic pill. So you want to provide a magic solution. You don't want to ask them to work and all that stuff. Your header is all right. Okay. Maybe you can use something a little bit more fancy, cash, more visual. So really kind of pump up the excitement side of it. People buy because of emotion, and they justify the purchase with logic. you got to okay. remember that. I'm not talking about hype. I'm talking about excitement. You need to be dramatic. You need to have the big promise. You know, there's a thing in business under-promise and over-deliver, right? That is totally out of date. Nowadays, if you under-promise, nobody's going to buy from you. You need to over-promise and over-deliver. You need to make a big, a big, giant promise. Ask yourself this question. What is the biggest promise you can make? What is the biggest, biggest, absolute, boldest, biggest promise you can make? Let's see. I like your picture, though. Why? Because it builds credibility. They look at your picture, you're smiling, warm and fuzzy, that kind of stuff. That's good. Signature is good. So the headline needs to be tweaked. Maybe the picture is a little bit smaller. In the first paragraph, you tell them what they're going to get. I'm not giving you the rah-rah stuff. 
I'm going to give you the facts. What you should do is you want to talk about the benefits. One of my favorite ways to open the first paragraph is if, then, if, then. I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. If you would like to discover how you can make a full-time income on the Internet, in your underwear and blah, 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 then this will be the most important message you ever read. Something like that. Suck them in. Again, it's dramatic, but not hypish. Not hypish. Because you know what? There's too much hype on the Internet. That's the problem. Here's the difference. In direct mail, you can hype it up. That's fine. But on the Internet, it's too much hype. You have to find the balance. You don't want to hype it up, but you want to talk about a lot of benefits. The objective of the first paragraph is to get them to read the second paragraph. Okay, and the objective of the second paragraph is? To get them to read the third one. You got it. Just to suck them in. So there's the first paragraph. I don't get enough information exactly what I'm going to get, what benefits I'm going to get, what am I paying for. Are you worrying about the copies too long or what? Yes, actually, that's pretty good because I was actually trying to keep the copy fairly short because personally I get bored with the copy that goes on and on and on that's 30 pages. Oh, Terry, okay, here's the mistake for you. (laughs) You are not your customers. I don't read long copy. Nobody reads long copy, right? You won't, your prospects, your customers will. But I don't like long copy when I'm a customer. Rule of thumb is the more you tell, the more you sell. And here's why. When people before they give you money, especially on the Internet, they want to know who is this guy. You need to build credibility. You need to capture their intention. You need to build up the value. You need to give them the benefit. Then you need to have insert that sense of urgency, the act right now. You can do those in a few paragraphs. There's quite a bunch of stuff there. And here's why. Copywriting is nothing more than salesmanship in print. Yeah. Imagine this. I'm a sales guy. I'm trying to sell my vacuum cleaner. I knock on your door. I say, Terry, I used one minute to pitch you. Here's my vacuum cleaner, blah, 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 blah. Buy it. Or if I take, I vacuum your floor free and all carpet for free, all that stuff. And I take about half an hour to explain all the benefits to you and the money back guarantee and how great this machine is and give you all the facts. That's much more likely you'll buy. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's the same. The more you sell, the more you tell. No, the more you tell, the more you sell. So definitely more benefits. I wanted to a lot of bullets, what I get. What kind of features do you have? The biggest part of it is the interviews. Okay, so let's say the interview itself is, is the feature, right? Yeah. So you can talk about, you'll get a weekly interview with the best marketers in the world, whatever. Yeah. Let's do a feature. What you want to do is after the feature, you want to add a benefit. I mentioned the feature first and then yeah, tell them the benefit. If you're going to use feature. Personally, I like to just overwhelm them with benefits. But you talked about the features, then you can talk about, then you can listen to these interviews and pick up tricks and strategies that you can apply to your business and make more money. That's the benefit. Don't assume they'll know the benefits. They don't. You have to tell them. And I want to see a lot more compelling sub-headlines. I mean, it worked for me, it worked for you, and now it's your turn. Show me the money. It's not compelling enough. What would you use instead? I see your headline right beside your picture. I see a little bit of story, right? Yeah. I want to know more. I want to know more about you and who's this guy, what qualifies you to do this. People are skeptical as hell, put it this way. You've got to tell them everything. Tell them a story that they can relate to. That's what is really going to drive sales. Tell them a story. I have been there. I've bought all the e-books. I have tried this, and it's not generating sales. Which is true, right? That inspired you yeah. to develop this website to help other entrepreneurs 
to give them really none of the, those bullshit sugarcoat stuff. This is the facts. This is no hype information, that kind of stuff. Then, obviously, you want to have some kind of bonuses. Entice them, money-back guarantee, okay. 30-day, okay, good. Tell them all the benefits. That's why I go to my website, the copywriting, greatest copywriters. Look at the guarantees. Expand on it. Tell them. Also, another trick. You want to somehow make this thing for free. You want to compare apples with oranges. They are paying pennies to get a dollar. You can somehow compare it. Okay, you say this month you can spend 500 bucks on ebooks and three grand on internet seminars and all that stuff. But now you can just sit at your home. I bring you the best stuff. You don't have to lift a finger. I bring you the best of the best, most up to date knowledge, update every month, so you can save all that money. You know, compared to the tens of thousands to spend, you only spend 30, 40 bucks a month, that kind of stuff. So that they can justify the purchase, right? That's the larger part of it. What do you think about that we've been discussing as well? Because I work with another couple of people and kind of bounce off ideas. What do you think about having the first month free? I would recommend that because it's a like a monthly continuity program. I market a continuity program myself. I use the free trial as well. So you can definitely test that. But of course, make sure you do your number. The great thing about the internet doesn't really cost you anything to offer free and no free. It doesn't really matter. It costs little, so you can afford to do it. And plus, do the math. You just have to know your numbers. Go for it. You can talk about it right in the headline. Discover these secrets, blah, 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 and say, urgent message. If you act within the next three days, you'll get it for free. doesn't cost you a dime. I'm going to put myself on the line to prove to you this is really the best stuff. So actually put part of the guarantee right in the headline. Yeah. Tell them right up front, what's in it for me? And the last thing I would say is the sense of urgency, why should they act right now? There are some other membership websites out there, right? Yeah. Just compare yourself to them. Why you? Why right. should they pick you instead of someone else? And tell them, I've done me the research. I'm the members of all these websites. Website A, this is what you get. Website B, this is what you get. Website C, this is what you get. But with me, it's the business professional. You get this and this and this, and none of these websites have. And for only this price. That's compelling. I hope you're enjoying this interview. Please continue to part three. Here's a tip. If you're listening to these audio recordings in MP3, here's a way where you can listen through the content twice as fast and still be able to absorb all the information. What you want to do is you want to go to a website and download a free trial of goldwave.com, G-O-L-D-W-A-V-E.com. Now, this is an audio file editor, and one of the features on this editor is it allows you to play the audio recordings at any speed you want. So you can have it speed up to where it sounds like you're listening to the uh, the chickmunks where their voices are real high. But I do a lot of editing of audio recordings, and I find when I'm doing the editing, you're still able to listen to audio content about twice the speed of normal language. And it takes a little bit of practice, but you can fly through audio content. So if you like to learn by audio and you want to listen to content and you don't mind listening to the different high, higher pitch voice, it's a very effective way of getting through content twice as fast.